0: Hello and welcome to Out of My Mind Box, a podcast about intuitive eating and mental health. We are here exploring the 10 principles of intuitive eating and we've come to our final episode number 10. With me is Xenia Ayotis, a certified life coach, intuitive eating counselor and mindful eating coach. Xenia, welcome back to the podcast.
1: Hi Anka, it's so great to be back, and I can't believe we've reached the tenth principle. Wow!
0: Yes, indeed. So <laughs> on that note, why don't we recap quickly the nine principles that we've gone through up until this stage? Because the order of the principles is also very important, and there's right. a reason that that principle number ten comes last, and we'll yes. we'll talk about that today. Um, but let's go through principle number one: was reject the diet mentality. Principle number two was honour your hunger. Principle number three was make peace with food. Principle number four was challenge the food police. Principle five was discover the satisfaction factor. And principle six was feel your fullness. Then in principle seven, we discovered coping with your emotions with kindness. And in principle eight, we discussed respecting your body. Principle nine was all about movement, feel the difference. And now today we are going to be speaking about principle number 10, honor your health, gentle nutrition. So to make food choices that honor your health and taste buds, while while making you feel good is the whole purpose of this. Remember that you don't have to eat perfectly to be healthy. You won't suddenly get a nutrient deficiency or become unhealthy from one snack, one meal, or one day of of eating. It's what you eat consistently over time that matters. Progress, not perfection, is what counts. Okay, so just when we thought that intuitive eating through nutrition out the window, (laughs) <laughs> to together, <laughs> giving all, all permission for all foods. Um, here we are now circling back to nutrition, the very thing that got us in trouble in the first place. Right. <laughs> so and what are your thoughts on on gentle nutrition?
1: Look, I think its it depends on who's teaching intuitive eating and who you're working with. If you're working with someone that has a nutrition background, dietetics background, there might be more emphasis on this. Um, As someone who is working more from a psychological, habitual background, I don't place a lot of emphasis on um, nutrition. And it's also for that reason that the authors really have put it at the end. I mean, they're not discounting nutrition, but they're really saying that all this hypervigilance around nutrition is what causes us to have a dysfunctional relationship with food. So if you blend, let's say mindful eating and intuitive eating, we're talking about the middle way here. Mm. So it's really about the two reasons we eat. And the two reasons we eat are one is to fuel and nourish our bodies so that our bodies can perform well. And we can feel good in our bodies and two it's to eat delicious food that's not necessarily nutritious for the pure pleasure of eating something absolutely delicious with no guilt mm. so um, most of the people who come to intuitive eating know what to eat how much of it they've been on so many diets they've been to nutritionist dietitians they know enough about nutrition for the most part. It's not the missing piece. The missing piece is that, what does hunger feel like? What does fullness feel like? What does it feel like to give yourself permission to eat what you want? It's Mm. getting rid of that judgment. Um, It's, you know, dealing with your emotions. So Mm. there's a lot more to it. And I'm very pleased that they put it at the end. and that, you know, they're not saying don't look at nutrition, it is mm-hmm. important. But you've, when you think of health, you've got to think physically and psychologically and emotionally. Mm-hmm. So because intuitive eating is a mind body emotion, it's a holistic thing. It's not just about body.
0: Yeah. And you also, you don't want to backslide because you jump too quickly to the nutrition aspect, right back into diet culture. Um, So there's some helpful questions that you can ask yourself to see if you're ready for gentle nutrition, because maybe you're not ready to tackle that principle yet. And you still have some time that you need to spend on the other principles and solidifying them first. But some questions that you could ask yourself are, how do I want to feel after a meal? And then Thinking about something you ate, how did that food make you feel physically? Would I want Mm -hmm. to eat it this way again and feel this way again? If not, is it sustainable to change my eating in this way? And then is my diet balanced and varied? So am I eating the same things over and over or am I getting a bit of variety throughout the day and over time? That's another way to just bring a nutritious angle in without getting overly diety. And then there's the good old do I have a variety of foods including whole grains, vegetables, fruit, adequate protein, fat, and carbs, all those old good phrases. Yes. <laughs> so, but it but it really is about that. And and I think by this time you need to have tied it up with feeling your fullness and how the f- different foods make you feel. Right. And
1: until you give yourself permission to eat what you want and you eat what you want with peace, you're not gonna feel that fullness bit. Because if you've been experiencing deprivation, you're going to want to stop at overfull. You're gonna need a lot of the food until you're satisfied. Mm-hmm. Um, but to come back to gentle nutrition and what you were saying, I love the quote by Michelle May. She says, eat what you love, love what you eat but also eat what your body loves. Mm. So once you're able to make peace with food, tune in with those internal hunger fullness, then you're able to, without judgment, and see how, okay, I ate these eggs, for example, or I ate the salad. How did this feel? Or I had some pizza. How did that feel in my body? Oh, that didn't feel too good. Maybe I needed less of it, or maybe... So it's really about bringing curiosity and mm-hmm. experimentation in um, and being.
0: Nothing... yeah yeah it, and it's not always about the immediate effect of the food it could be is your nutrition supporting your digestive health absolutely so, you know is everything regular does it feel okay is it, you you've got to um be comfortable in your digestive health as well as a result of the foods that you're eating
1: absolutely So very often I'll have clients who say they've got bloating or discomfort and you know, sometimes it's because they're living on protein shakes Mm -hmm. and that's where you, this uh, principle is important. And very often you'll see that it's one food or a couple of foods that they eat repeatedly that might be causing this discomfort. and. I've noticed that very often it's shakes, protein shakes or some or other kind of shake. Mm -hmm. And and the minute you start varying it with fruit and vegetables, which really is the one thing that we need to really focus on getting enough of. Mm. It's a common denominator in all the different types of eating that drinking enough fluids, primarily water, Um, and not cutting out food groups unless you absolutely have to. Recognizing the importance of eating carbs, how the brain needs carbs, how the brain needs fat. Fat leads to feeling, you know, having that feeling of satiety and satisfaction. So nutrition is important, variety is important. But Mm. You know, we think that food and our diet is like the most important thing when it comes to health, but actually it's not really. If you look at the new food pyramid, what they've done is they've changed the food pyramid and at the bottom of the food pyramid, which used to be grains and then it changed to fruit and vegetables, it's now social connection, Mm -hmm. it's people. And there was a study done in this in the usa where people didn't have access to lots of healthy food but their health indicators were absolutely fine even though they ate food that was high in fat and processed but because they had that social connection support belonging and support from the community so mm. that is also important it's food is not the only uh, health indicator there are many it's more complicated than that. Mm, mm. I love what um Julia child says she says in matters of taste, consider nutrition and in matters of nutrition, also consider taste
0: mm, definitely and I think um it's important that unless you've got like a lethal food allergy or medical condition that you need to realize the one bite of food one day is not going to make or break your health. Um, you can have those little, little bits of everything in moderation and still have the ultimate health.
1: Yeah. Um, the other thing, Anka, though, is for some people, when you tell them moderation, it brings up feelings of deprivation, you know? So it's really like examining your relationship with, um, when you think of moderation, does it sound boring? Mm. What would it look like to have moderation in your life? I think many people aspire to it, but it's really only once you've truly allowed yourself to have what you want, that you can get to that place of moderation.
0: Yeah, and I think it's also important to note that, that having a healthy relationship with food means you're not morally superior or inferior based on your eating choices.
1: Absolutely. So your, e- your eating
0: selection is not a reflection of your character. Yes.
1: Mm. Um, and, you know, we have to consider a new eating disorder called orthorexia, which is the unhealthy obsession with healthy food. Mm-hmm. So if you're obsessing and stressing about eating carbs or whatever, um, that's not healthy you are way better off enjoying a pizza with friends than depriving yourself and stressing about, you know, everything you're eating and worrying because the food's not organic and um, because it's dairy or
0: white and processed. Mm, And also the balance balance is intended to be achieved over a period of time. It doesn't have to be balanced at each and every meal. Exactly. about it like that as well. Yes.
1: Yeah. So I mean they say that when working with children it's you need to look at what they eat over a week and not mm-hmm. what they they eat in one day. So mm-hmm. it's really what you do over a period of time. Um it's not as you mentioned earlier one meal, one week of eating mm-hmm. or even one month of eating that's going to make or break it.
0: Mm-hmm. So how about some ways to practice gentle nutrition um, in in daily life? Um, I'm going to suggest that you think about what is one of your favorite go-to meals that is easy to make, but you know will sustain you. That could be one of those meals that is good and balanced by default, because that's the type of meal that that your body needs in that time. And also what specific foods and meals leave you feeling most nourished and sustained and Mm. strong?
1: And it's also saying, okay, I want to have this delicious salad for lunch, um, but after that, you want to round it off with some chocolate or mm. some chocolate cake. So it's not it's not thinking in all or nothing terms. It's 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 a flexible approach. Um, yeah. It's allowing room for 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 everything.
0: Definitely. Play I find foods, it,
1: fun foods, fuel foods.
0: Yeah, I find it so important to get emotional satisfaction out of my food. Yes, totally. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. that makes me the, the most satisfied with a meal is if it's something that I've been dreaming that I would would have, and then I finally do, and then it's great. <laughs>
1: Absolutely, That emotional satisfaction from a meal, that it's that mental, emotional, and physical. But emotional is so important because, I mean, food is emotional and we can't take it away from it. And mm. it is a great source of pleasure. Um, we don't need to, you know, we can be eating foods that sustain us and nourish us and make them tasty.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so then have we basically agreed that the the things that we can agree on across the board are drinking more water and eating more fruits and vegetables. Is there anything else that is that baseline on the on the nutrition factor?
1: I would say moving your body but that's not nutrition. Okay. Yeah, okay. and I would add to that variety.
0: Mhm. Yes, yes. That makes sense.
1: Variety. So Bringing in, if you do eat meat, meat and fish and chicken and beans and pulses Mm -hmm. and grains. So really adding that variety.
0: Okay, cool. You wanted to talk about um, authentic health.
1: Yes. Um, So shall I share my screen for the viewers who are going to be on YouTube that they can see this? um let me can i share yes please go ahead so the authors talk about authentic health and here's a diagram from the book okay so really what authentic health is is a combination it's a process of integrating your inner world so that would be what you like what feels good in your body, what gives you energy, what sustains you. So that's inner and external values. So that's all the healthy guidelines, the nutrition content, everything that's out there. So blending these two to create authentic wisdom. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, in mindful eating, we talk about internal wisdom and external wisdom. So that's The internal knowledge of how foods feel in your body and your preference, and then the external, knowing, you know, the nutrient value and blending them to create your own wisdom. Because really, what foods feel good and nourish you and feel good in your body, it's not going to be the same for everybody. Mm. Um, So we're all unique in our needs. Okay. Okay.
0: No, that makes a lot of sense. And I think it's so important that we each find our own personal balance because for one person doing more of one thing is going to be exactly what they need. And for another, it would be too much. So that right. authentic, authentic health is the, the balance there between the outer and the external. Because I, I mean, we've gotten some good input from the, the days of dieting in terms of what foods are nutritious and nutrient dense. Um, right. So we do need to be able to use those external health values that we've learned without letting them take over in a negative way.
1: Yes. Mm. And, you know, above all, enjoy your food. You know, let it bring pleasure. There's so much benefit to mm. pleasure. Pleasure is healthy for you.
0: Yeah. No, I definitely agree. All right. All right. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to cover on this? I think we have have covered covered gentle nutrition. (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) All right. So yeah, in a nutshell, make food choices that honor your health and your taste buds while making you feel good. Mm -hmm. So listeners, if you have any questions about any of the 10 principles, please feel free to send them through to anka at outofmymindbox.com and we may address them in a future Q&A episode. Thank you all for being with us for this journey of 10 principles. We'll have a few more special episodes coming up around intuitive eating and I'll also be having some mental health stories uh, coming up in the podcast in the the weeks to come. And um, thank you all for listening. And Xenia, one last time, if they'd like to get a hold of you, where can they do that?
1: Anka, my website is um, theartofmindfuleating.com or they can email me directly um, at Xen, X-E-N at theartofmindfuleating.com. And I'd just like to say thank you to all your listeners and thank you to you for inviting me. It's been really fun doing this with you, so and for everyone on the intuitive eating journey hang in there and enjoy the process
0: absolutely and thanks for for bringing your expertise to the arena much appreciated you're so welcome (laughs) all right goodbye everybody and see you next time